Hi, this is Corbin Madden welcoming you to Words of Truth. We're in 1 Timothy. It's going to be a little while before we get out of there. Uh, and well, We're finishing up chapter 4. We're just moving right along. we got two more chapters left, guys. Uh, so two more months and we'll be done. I'm just kidding. I, it may not be that long. I, maybe we'll finish it this year. <laughs> and, uh, but the Lord's been speaking to me. I pray He's been speaking to you. Uh, what a gift the book of First Timothy has been in my life. I know that it's encouraged me. It's, it's chastised me quite a bit. And it's uh, challenged me to do better in my walk with the Lord. I pray that it's done the same for you. And so let's continue. Last week we talked about exercise. And that's a, that's a fun topic, right? We talked about either going for a run or weightlifting or something of that nature. That's uh, talked about endurance, running the race. Exercise yourself toward godliness. We talked about having a healthy diet of the Word of God. Uh, consume it um, and be ready. So, uh, so be ready to fight because the training is necessary. If you don't have any training, why do you expect to fight? Um, if you don't have any knowledge on how to use the sword of God, the instructions are on it. If you don't have any knowledge of how to use the sword, how do you expect to defend yourself from the flaming darts of the enemy with the shield of faith? There is an offensive side to being in the army of God, not just defense. So uh, the faith is your defense. With faith in God, he is our defense. He is our refuge. He is our strength. But the sword of the Spirit is how we fight back against the enemy. So I pray that you exercise yourself daily, being ready to fight. Oppose the devil, and he will flee. Resist him. Don't just, don't just curl up in a ball and defend yourself. Fight back and use the word of God. That's the way that we do it. In boldness. Be empowered today. So today we want to talk about being an example. The, the Sunday school lesson and the... Uh, Little Douglas lesson, the children's lesson this morning, they all point to the Word of God and the, having faith in the Word of God, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Today I want to talk about what it means to be a good example. And we use that Word of God to do this. So let's go ahead and read 1 Timothy chapter 4. Starting in verse 12, we'll finish the rest of this chapter on to verse 16. Paul says this, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by the prophecy by 
with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Let's pray. Father, I'm grateful for your word, how it teaches us and shows us the way. I pray that you would guide our footsteps today. Get me, Lord, out of the way by whatever means is necessary. Use your words to teach your sheep. Feed them and help me, Lord, to be an empty vessel used for the glory of you alone and none of myself. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So what does this mean? Paul is encouraging Timothy, firstly, not to let people despise his young age. What is the first thing that most people think of? Well, when and me, to me, I'm 26 years old. I tell somebody I'm a pastor. Wow, that's young. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know what to say. What do I say to that? I say, thank you. Uh, Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I really decided to get my right life right with the Lord early, right? I don't know. I, I didn't sow my wild oats as long as most people do, I guess. But, but the thing is, Timothy was in the same situation here, right? He was raised in the church. He had a good godly, at least he had good godly, uh, godly family members. We don't really know much about his father. But we know that he was a good godly. He had good godly influences in his life. And, just, and likewise, I did. I don't take that for granted. So what Paul is encouraging Timothy here. You don't have to act your age, Timothy. Don't be ashamed of being a 26-year-old pastor. Right? That's what he's telling me. Don't be a, don't be ashamed while your friends are and uh, I, I know not all the people my age are this way, but the average on average, don't be ashamed of the other 26-year-old men who are out wasting their life right now. Don't even know what they want. Don't be ashamed, Corbin, that you didn't sow your wild oats longer, right? I had my my time, and that lasted about a year or a year and a half, and I was done. Uh, Erica saw me at the tail end of that, and my life turned around. Uh, nothing like a good godly woman to shape you up, right? Amen. <laughs> All the women said amen. Oh. Uh, women don't don't uh, don't take for granted your role. Key influence. But he's telling Timothy here. Just because you're young doesn't mean you have to be foolish. We call it today being an old soul. That's what my mom always said. I was an old soul. 
I grew up, I liked watching Looney Tunes when I was little. And I, uh, I ran barefoot through the, through the backyard in the woods. I experienced a life that most kids my in my generation didn't really experience. Well, some of my favorite shows include Andy Griffith and uh, Leave It to Beaver, I Love Lucy, things of that nature. If it's black and white, I guarantee you I'll like it. It's it's if it's in color, it may maybe maybe not. Paul encourages Timothy in conduct, in love. in spirit, in faith, and purity. Be an example, regardless of how old you are. To be an example in word means the way that you speak. Now, good grief, if there's one thing that a young man struggles with is bridling that tongue. If there's one thing old people, old men struggle with is bridling their tongues. It's an age-old struggle for people to bridle their tongues. To know when to not say anything at all. Especially young people, they, they just don't know when to keep their mouth shut. And you guys know full well that I am guilty of this. I don't know when to shut up. I dig myself holes all the time. In word, be careful the way you speak, Timothy. Be careful the way you speak, not only what you teach. Now, your words are a powerful thing. Not only what you teach, not only what you say, but will you do what you say? Will you be trustworthy? The things that you say better be founded in truth, Timothy, because you're a young man. People are going to be watching you with skepticism. They're going to be pretty skeptical of what you have to say. So, here's what a, an old pastor gave me as advice. Corbin, stick to the word and you won't have to worry. If you stick to the word, there is no issue that you will run into with teaching false doctrine. If you just say, this is what God's word says, like it or lump it, that's it. You can't stray from good doctrine if you just say what God's word says. Now, I can start straying from good doctrine when I start saying what Corbin says. Now, this is my opinion about this word. Now, that's when I can start getting some. If you guys hear me say, this is my opinion, take that with a grain of salt. But what the word of God says, take that and hold it dear in your heart. Because I promise you, as a 26-year-old man, I've not been around the, <laughs> I've not been around too long. 
I've not got the wisdom, but the word of God has been around a long time. It has the wisdom. So as a young man, Paul encourages Timothy, be careful what you say. Dedicate yourself to the word. And that's the word of God. Not your own words, Timothy. Trust the word of God. What you say, do it. What the word of God says, do it. In conduct, he says, this is basically what I just got done telling you. What you do, do it with integrity. Do what the word of God says. Man, my grandfather, he was a faithful man in this saying. Corbin, be a man of your word. If you say you're going to be there, be there. And he said, if you can help it, be there early. <laughs> My grandfather was never less than 30 minutes early to everything. No matter what. And even his job, he would come in early to his job, work, and then clock in and then work. I don't understand why he did that. I can't do that. I, I cannot bring myself to do this. <laughs> if I'm at work, I'm clocking in. <laughs> but uh, that's the difference of integrity, right, of the different generation. Whatever you do, Timothy, watch it. Watch what you do. Fight for good. We talked about this. We, well, we heard about this in the movie last night. If you don't, if you do all this stuff, if you do good works, if you hand a cold drink of cold water in Jesus' name, right? If you do all these things without love, it's useless. I can speak words that are amazing and eloquent and quoting the word of God. I can preach. To my heart's content, I can preach and preach and preach without, if there's no love, there's no point. The Bible says that it's like the sound of a clanging gong. Useless. If I labor for the kingdom of God and don't have love in my heart, it's useless. Timothy, be sure you know what you're saying, found yourself in the truth. Do what the truth says to do. And don't just do it for doing its sake, right? That's what the Pharisees were doing. They were obeying the law just for obeying the law's sake. And in fact, many of them used the law to condemn the people around them instead of love. They misunderstood the purpose of the law. The purpose of the law is to benefit the person who is obeying the law, right? Many of the laws, if you read them, they were for the sake of the people. God said, wash your hands before you eat, children, right? Make sure your garments are clean. Make sure. You're respecting the people around you. The law was in place for the people who were obeying the law. Not 
for the sake of condemnation. God's grace is sufficient. My friends, whatever you do, do it in love. In spirit, in faith, in purity. Now what does it mean to do something in spirit? To do something in spirit goes be deeper than the flesh, right? You know, your, your spirit and your flesh are two different things. God saves your spirit. He doesn't save your flesh. In fact, when you... Ex this is, this is the, the situation that we find ourselves in with salvation. What are you being saved from? You're being saved from your flesh. Your wicked flesh. When you, when you get saved or not, the choice is not just life. Something has to die. Jesus Christ died that you might have life. And when you make that choice, your flesh, either you're going to let your flesh live and your soul die in hell, or the other way around, you're going to let your soul live and your flesh die. That's the two options. I never personally looked at salvation in that way. Something has to die of yourself. Which one are you going to choose? Are you going to appease your flesh in this world and, and live it up? You may have a wonderful life on earth, I personally would rather be miserable on earth and go to heaven. Now, my life with Christ is far from miserable, but that's just because he loves me. I shouldn't expect that. I was talking about this to a friend not too long ago. There's a, there's a movement around here. You deserve this, right? You deserve this. My friends, I don't deserve a thing that's good. Not one. Because I know what I've done. I know the thoughts that I have toward other people. Why would I expect God to bless those things, right? Erica's seen this firsthand. Just watch me drive on the interstate and you'll see. With your whole being. Desire good. Desire God. Let the flesh die. Oh, that I could take off this robe of flesh and ascend to heaven. That's the gain. That's the gift. 
You ever wonder what's keeping you away from God? It's this flesh. Now, good grief. God forbid, I don't want people to think this, that I'm talking about suicide. Don't, don't abuse this fleshly body. Don't, that's not what I'm saying. Please don't get me wrong and think that I'm, I'm advocating for self-abuse. Pursue spiritual things above fleshly things. God has given us our fleshly body. Take care of it. But your spirit is of far greater importance. We just, heard, we just read this last week, right? We talked about this last week. Bodily exercise profits little. Profits little. But spiritual exercise profits a lot. What is it? Verse 8. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. We've been given an abundant life. Christ's blood redeems us. In faith, this is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Pursue God. And whatever you do, pursue it in, with your whole heart. Pursue the work of God with your whole heart. Pursue it with your faith. Not in your own strength, but in God's strength. This is Paul encouraging this preacher Timothy here. This is not anything of your own doing. <laughs> I almost said my name, but that's, that's, that's fine. I am... Speaking what God is telling me. Corbin. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. Make sure what you're doing is out of love and not, not, uh, not envy or greed or selfish ambition. Or we make sure what you're doing is to honor God. And is it's a result of the love that you have for God and his people. I'm just going to flat out say it, guys. This is a side note. If my goal as a pastor is to grow the congregation... And this is bold. If my goal is to grow this congregation, it won't grow. Now that sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> if my goal is to get more people in here, it's not going to happen. Because what am I going to do? I'm going to turn this place into a business, not a church. I'm going to operate like a businessman. I'm going to do my... My, uh, my sales pitch, I'm going to go over here and knock on these people's door and say all the reasons why they should come to our church, all the things that we can do for them, right? We're not trying to sell Christianity. 
Now here's the thing. If my goal is to honor and please God in all that I do, the church will grow. Why? Because people are seeking the truth. They want the truth. They want the word of God. Now I can, I'm not saying I can't go over there and knock on those people's doors, and I have. Hey, hey, we, we desire to preach the word of God. And we, we try to live as Christ told us to live as a church. We'll love you, regardless of where you are at in your life. Let God do the changing. We will let him do that. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm here to love them to Christ. With my whole spirit. With every fiber of my being. That is my desire. I want to serve God. And I have faith. That he will bring the fruit. What did Paul say in a later letter? Paul or Apollo? No, oh goodness, I'm going to mess it up. Apollos planted, Paul watered, and God gave the increase. <coughs> it's God that gives the increase, not me. We all play a part in it, in being faithful. Drink the water, drink the spirit of God, drink the word of God, eat the food, and God will let it grow. God will make it grow in you. You'll see fruit in purity. I don't think purity has to go with an explanation. Make sure you're doing this with the right heart. Our goal in life is, is uh, we long to be sinless. We long to take, put off this robe of flesh and, and be one with the Spirit of God. That's what we long for. If you ever feel like you're missing something, that's probably what it is. I find that when I'm away from the Spirit of God that I'm, I'm more depressed. When I stop seeking the Spirit of God in my life, there becomes very little purpose in life, right? I don't, uh, I don't think I'm alone in that. The Spirit of God is our purpose. Let Him love you. And let Him love others through you. So how do we do this? How do we become this kind of a person? And I don't think I have to remind you guys, but I'm going to anyway. This is not just talking about Timothy. This is not just talking about me. This is talking about all of us. We are all called to live lives like this. Holy, acceptable in the sight of God. How do you do this? Paying attention. Reading the word of God. Exhortation and doctrine. 
Well, that's what Paul says here in verse 13. Till I come, here's what you're to do, Timothy. And Christ is saying the same thing to us. Until I come, my church, dedicate yourself to the reading of God's word. Read it. Exhortation, which is a fancy way of saying talk about it, telling other people about it. Man, wow, what a life we would have if every day we read a verse of scripture and just started talking about it to everybody that we came in contact with. We find some way to edge it in. Somebody comes in, hey, you got any Coca-Cola cherry? You know, I was reading this morning in the scriptures. <laughs> now you don't have to be like that. They think you're a loon. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. I don't mind looking like a fool for Christ's sake. Find a way to talk about God's word to at least one person a day. Find somebody. It'll edify you and the person who's hearing it. Lastly, and doctrine. Doctrine is, is a fancy way of saying true belief. Right living. Seek the truth. I think you're sensing a theme here. How do you be an example to other people around you? This is what Paul is encouraging Timothy to do. <clears throat> Timothy, I know you're young. So take heed that you don't fall into the trap of what other young people tend to do. Don't be trapped by selfish ambition. Don't be trapped by this idea of frivolous living. Seek the truth in wisdom and love. Exercise patience. Hold fast to the word of God. And let it guide you through your life. Timothy, it's okay to be different. It's okay if you don't fit in. I can almost hear, and this is something where I'm adding to it. Don't take, take this with a grain of salt, please. I can almost hear Paul saying, I lost it. Maybe that's a good thing. Somebody was praying back there. What did, who wouldn't Corbin, please don't. Please don't, Corbin. Please. Please. My wife was saying that. I guarantee it. Don't add to the word of God. It's probably a good thing. All right. Meditate on these things. What does this word mean? Meditate. Think on them. Keep it on your mind. How often? How often do we go through things in our life? And we'll, well, here's, here's what happens. We, we, we look at it and we read it. And then here, I'll use my job as an example. I go out to my, my, uh, my job, and part of my job is to fill the shelves, right? Well, that's my whole job, fill the shelf. 
with Coca-Cola products. I walk through my aisle. Every time I start, I walk through the store, I go straight to the Coca-Cola aisle, and I see, okay, I need this, 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 this. Okay, and then I go back to the back room, and I have no idea what I needed. This, 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 this. What is this? <laughs> or I write it down, and I forget to look at the list. So I found the best method is to just go straight to the back room. <laughs> and grab it and bring it all out <laughs> and then work it. Uh, as time has gone on, that's what I had to do in the very beginning. As time has gone on, I have my own stores. I do the same stores every week all the time. I already know what's in the back room. I already know what's out here. So I'm getting to the place where I can walk out and I say I need this, 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 and this. And I know what this, 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 and this means. The longer you do something, the easier it is. Now, what's the best method, best method to remember things? Well, I need six Coke Zeros. 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 All the way to the back. And then I get back to the back. I need seven Coke Zeros. No, I'm just kidding. I need six Coke Zeros. Or I'll get back there and say, wait, six 12-pack Coke Zeros or six six-pack 12-Coke Zeros? <laughs> but the point of that is, as funny as that is, I gave you all a little insight into how my brain works. You, you wouldn't like it in there. Um, keep it on your mind. If you want a knowledge of the truth, keep the knowledge of the truth on your mind. There's a reason God wrote down the words. <laughs> I'm so glad that I can look and see, you know, what, what did God say about... And we're blessed with modern technology in which I, I pull out my phone and I can say, well, that passage where Jesus was talking about the seven virgins, where, where was that? So I can literally go on my phone and type in seven virgins and it'll pull up the exact passage. And it's just, it's a gift. God's word is a gift to us. What a blessing it is to, to be able to have his word so readily available to us. Never in history has the word of God been so available. And believe it or not, there's still places in which they don't have the word of God in their own language. My friends, seek the truth. in love, in faith, in conduct, in purity, in exhortation. Whatever you say, whatever you do, do it with your whole heart in love for God. This, by this, 
shall they know that you are my disciples, that you have love one to another. What a gift. I don't know where you're at today as far as your spiritual journey or what you need to work on, what you need to pray about. I don't know if you've ever sought God with your whole heart or if you've been seeking God with your whole heart for as long as you can remember. But I know one thing's for sure. I could stand to do a little bit better myself and how much I pursue God versus how much I pursue the world. I'm not talking about just pursuing sins and sinful things. I'm talking about loving the things in the world. Neglecting the flesh a little bit for the sake of the spirit is a good thing. It's essential to be an example for Christ. It's a learned thing. It's not easy. Learning how to do what God tells us to do is not easy. Sometimes it's not fun. But it's worth it. Sufficient. So seek his face, seek God's word with your whole heart. As we have a time uh, of invitation, I want to I encourage you, if you've never sought his face with your whole heart, to do so because I promise you it's worth it. You will never regret it. There's never been a time where I've looked at my life with the Lord and said, you know, He's not been too faithful to me. There's been plenty of times where I know that I have been unfaithful. He's never gave up on me. He'll never give up on you. I pray as we have this time of prayer. I don't know if you need to pray for a loved one, if you need to pray for yourself. I encourage you to come on up and pray. I'll pray with you. I'd love to do that. I would love nothing more in this entire world to have somebody come up here and let me pray with them. That's my job. So if you need prayer, I would love to pray with you as we have a song. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Amen. Pray that the Lord would have his way in your heart, have his way in your life. And the more you seek him, the more you can rest in him. He can wrap his arms around you and hold you. I pray that he does that for you today. Uh, we've got a few announcements before we go. Uh, let's see. The clothing closet, clothing giveaway is on October 28th. It's that time again. Seemed like it comes real quick every month. Uh, last Saturday of every month from 1 to 4 o'clock, please come and, and uh, help us distribute clothes. You can help us set up. We usually do that on Friday afternoon. If you're available to come help us set up, that would be great. We always need more help uh, to do that and take down is just as hard uh, on Saturday after 4 o'clock. So if you're able to come help set up and tear down, if even if you can't stay during that time from 1 to 4, maybe you can come at the beginning or the end and help us to tear it down. So uh, so if, please come. We appreciate your help, and we always appreciate your donations. Uh, we always need kids' clothes and uh, things of that nature. It's getting to be that time of year where uh, where we need coats and boots and gloves and socks we already gave away quite a bit uh, as uh, as these times have come so uh, there's people that know who we are that uh, have called me and asked me and so I'm grateful for that uh, I pray that we can be the hands and feet of Jesus as West End Free Will Baptist Church do what God's called us to do so come support this if you're able if you're not able to come participate in prayer and pray for it that it would that we would see people saved impacted for for the kingdom of God because of this ministry it's a great ministry uh, the Cooperstown men's club is November 9th um, that's uh, we're doing a chili I'm sorry soup and sandwiches let me read the slide here. 
So, yeah. Anything hot? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was remembering, not reading. I say, there you go. That that always gets me in trouble. Um, so we're having soup, jelly, and sandwiches. If you can bring a side or a soup, please do. Um, that's a Thursday, November 9th. Please have your food or your dessert by by six thirty, or you can do both. I mean, soup's not that hard to make, is it? Um, you just throw the can in the microwave. No, I'm just <laughs> That's a good way to destroy a microwave, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, make soup and a dessert or, or a side and a dessert. Um, I don't think we'll... They love it. Those guys love it. They devoured it last time. Any leftovers we can donate to somebody in need. Would be That'd be a great gift to be able to do. So don't be afraid of having too much. Uh, we can always give it away. Uh, you can always take some home if you want as well. Um, next. That's it? Oh, okay. So we already talked about Athena Rose being born, Chelsea's little baby girl. We're so excited. We've, uh, we've had Chelsea among us for almost a little over a year now. It's a such a gift to have her and Willie in, in attendance with us. That's why they're not here. <coughs> they're still at the hospital. So glad that they were able to have this little baby. Pray for blessings on little Athena, Rose, and Chelsea and Willie. Pray for them. Uh, and Destiny. And Destiny, Chelsea's other daughter. Um, help her pray that she accepts this baby in as she's not the primary attention anymore. Uh, so, so pray for that. That's always hard. I know. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, Judson, Fennessy, and Springfield First Free Will Baptist Church, just down the road. Some of y'all know where it's at. Some of you may not. Uh, they're putting on a uh, fall festival Sunday night, October 29th. Um, Erica and I have personal convictions, and I don't want that to get in the way of any of you who wish to serve in that capacity. We'll still be having church tonight, Sunday night, but if you want to go help them with their fall festival, I want to make that available to you. He's asked and reached out for our help, and so if you'd, long to, if you'd like to serve in that way, please let me and Erica know, and we'll let them know that you guys will be coming to help. Um, and so uh, Sunday, October 29th, he asked that we, uh, if you were going to be there, be there between 5 and 5.30 to help with the festivities. Is there any announcements that I've forgotten? All right. Well, let's be dismissed in prayer and you guys will be free to go. Father, thank you for all that you do. I love you, Lord. Pray that you would help us to honor you in all that we do. Help us, Lord, as we go beyond these doors into the battlefield, that you will give us strength and wisdom to fight the good fight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Finally done, right?
If you'd like more information, or if you'd like to pay us a visit, we're located at 1599 5th Avenue West in Springfield, Tennessee. Our phone number is 615-424-0427. We also have a website. Check us out at westendfwbchurch.com.